Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. Good morning, everybody. It's time for your favorite drive time DJs, PLP and the Sizz. We are here uh, covering all the news, traffic, sports, and weather, as well as the most recent episode of Cloak and Dagger, because this, ladies and gentlemen, is Cloak and Jabber. We will not be taking your calls all morning long. Uh... Pete, we are here to talk about the most recent episode. Episode of, five. Episode five of Cloak and Dagger. Uh, that is right, JT to the Sis. Uh, Pete, you're a huge fan of the show. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what was great was it's like, hey, do you know what I love? Commercials. Oh, wait, I don't. Let's start the show with a commercial. Yay, boo. Uh, I didn't mind this at all. I thought it was cool. But let's, let's oh, get yeah, it. I thought it was cool. You think it's cool when they have commercials just, on the show just, you want to watch? It you was, think that's cool? It was clearly a part of the show. It's weird to be offended by that. It wasn't clear. The name of the episode is... I was like, what the fuck is going on? Oh. The name of the episode is Princeton Offense. Uh, so I or understand... Princeton Offense. Oh, interesting. Uh which makes sense why you were so offended yep. um, right out of the gate. A uh, little uh, recap uh, for the season so far. Uh, Cloak and Dagger. Pete hates re- I can feel your anger. I Recaps don't like are re- important so you know what's go- going on. Do, I, recaps drive me in, insane. I don't like them in TV shows. Well, you know everything all the time? Yeah, I watch the show. I don't get my brain wiped every time in between eps. I can remember what happened in the last episode. All right. I don't need you to waste minutes of a TV show on shit that's already happened. I think uh, I like recaps because they give you a little clue as to what we're going to be dealing no, with in I this like episode. I like recaps in comic books because I can just flip that page. You so know you can mean? skip it. You mean. Yeah, I can skip it. What about recaps in conversation? I'm like, hey, Pete, do you remember when we no, went to I that? Don't, yeah, no, you I don't, don't like that? that? No. You just want to tear it right out of my mouth and throw yep. it away? Yeah, uh, Pete, the man with the perfect memory is fine <laughs> doing no recaps. A real <laughs> elephant of a human oh, needs man. no one to ever repeat any information to him. And let me be honest, I repeat plenty of stuff for yep. you to, to understand. Uh, and I'll do it again by walking us through the story so far. Um, we have uh, Ty and Tandy, uh, two characters who uh, had a tragic moment in their lives uh, when they were children and they first met. Uh, Tandy was in a car with her father who works for the Roxxon Corporation. Um, Something is up with the Roxanne Corporation. Yeah. They're, they seem to be a bad corporation. Um, they uh, go off uh, the bridge into the water. Father dies. Um, while at the same time, um, Ty's brother is shot by a crooked cop. Um, and uh, they both end up in the water, and a blue wave hits them. Uh, jellyfish. Uh, a jellyfish is not what it is, but that's what Pete thinks. Um, they uh, wash up on the beach. Um, they are intimately connected, and they have powers. Um, since then, Tandy's life has sort of gone off the rails. Her mom uh, drinks too much and obsesses about um, her husband's death. Uh, As you do. Uh, Ty is haunted by the death of his brother um, and trying to uh, 
build his life out from that moment. Tandy um, uh, committing crime, uh, always doing drugs. doing drugs, on the run from everything in her life. Uh, so they develop these powers where Tandy can um, manifest light daggers as well as uh, at when she touches someone, see their hopes. Uh, Ty, on the other hand, when he touches someone, can hear, see their fears uh, as well as uh, teleportation through the what well, we hasn't been defined yet. But what I'm assuming is uh, what is called the dark force, which we learn from the comics. Um, uh, Tandy has uh, found some purpose in life. The lawyer that her mother was dating was um, helping them put together a case against Roxanne. She didn't trust this guy. She read his hopes, and she started to trust him, and then he was killed. Murdered. Murdered in his office. Um, she uh, used that tragedy to manifest Light Dagger. She's in total control of her powers now. Um, she cut open the safe to get the paperwork. Um, she's trying to build the case to um, take down the people that killed her. she thinks killed her father. Um, Ty, on the other hand, is uh, now that his powers have manifested, is starting to track down this cop. His obsession is the cop who is crooked. Who they've had a couple confrontations. And also mad racist. Uh, he's also pretty racist. Um, uh, Ty has uh, confronted him a couple times and barely got away with his, with his life. Um, a third sort of main player in this game is another cop, O'Reilly, who Later is detective. Uh, who is the female detective. Um, she has befriended Tandy and Ty and is uh, interested in what happened to them and figuring out how she can help them and uh, for the greater good of breaking down corruption in New Orleans. We, we should also mention that... We don't know if that's all true. We don't know uh, exactly what her motives are, but it seems like that that is what it is. Yeah, you're making a leap there. Well, I'm ready to make a leap because I love this show. One other thing we should say, Ty is uh, sort of dating um, emoji, emoji Girl, who is a girl who loves emojis, <laughs> yes. as we learned in the first episode. Um, and may or may not have his best interests in heart. And we don't know what her deal is, really. She has an aunt that... Um, is experienced in voodoo. voodoo and made a voodoo doll. No, made a 3D printing of Ty, which is a voodoo doll. Uh, back a couple episodes ago. We don't know exactly what's going on there. So let's jump in and um, start with the fucking commercial. It was a commercial, a commercial for Roxanne. Who the fuck rakes a beach? Why are you raking a beach? Why are you so angry about because this? Because first off, you're starting a show with a commercial, which I don't appreciate, and then you have somebody doing something that is a ridiculous thing. That I think just that makes was, me angrier. That's that, the point, right? That was the point. It was yeah. So it's the point is to say, look at how stupid everybody is who lives near Roxon. We can just buy them and make them do whatever we want and make them do stupid stuff like rake a beach. Um, yeah, I think it was showing that this is a dumb now, corporation. Are, like I've seen people who do like amazing like artwork in sand, and then it kind of like the water washes away, and it's kind of beautiful and part of life. And I understand that. But that's not what's happening here. It's some dumbass looking at the camera, raking a fucking beach. GP, let me ask you. Do you hate commercials or rakes? It's a little unclear where this anger well, is. You know, because this is clearly... A, a little from column B. This is clearly parodying dumb commercials. Dumb corporate, right, tone-deaf so commercials. making a dumb commercial parodying dumb commercials. Yes, it, it highlights the fact. That's what a parody does. Right. Yeah, cool. Thanks for explaining that to me. Uh, great. It seems like Pete is primed to have a fun discussion about this episode so then we get uh blondie tandy she is, it's pronounced tandy thank you i'm not saying that name it's ridiculous tandy um, yeah tandy why you don't think tandy's a ridiculous name i mean it's a name okay great uh okay pete oh you watch your mouth what that is that a better name okay all right touche Touche. A little too judgmental. I just, blonde lady who's a ballerina named Tandy. I was like, mm, oh, man. 
Okay, anyways. So, so angry. We have her going through paperwork like she's a lawyer, like she knows what the fuck she's going to do once she gets all this paperwork. She's doing get- research. She's trying to figure it out. Wouldn't you do that? Would I organize it in some kind of like psycho way on the floor that f- forms a tree later? I don't know what the fuck is going on. It's not a timeline. It's some kind of weird branch tree I mean, you system. don't really know what it is. Yeah. Um, yes, I don't, I don't know exactly why. She's feverishly why. going through it, and I'm just like, do you think you're a lawyer now? Like, what do you Why think? are you so down on her? She is doing, she's trying her best to... Oh, I don't to know, s- because maybe the only friend who's ever looked out for her, she fucking ditched. I'm worried about if she gets in a relationship with our boy Cloak, what she's going to do to him. Yes, uh, she can behave selfishly, that's for sure. Thank you. But I do think that she has lately been, been on, this has given her a purpose and like she's trying to do do good and i think her focusing on this case is great oh okay so fine let her organize papers on the floor yeah, let her organize papers how she wants yeah yeah what, do you just, have a filing system no but it just really pissed me off when she was like hey do you get a hold of your powers yet and she, he's like no and she's like why don't you just fucking kill yourself it really helped me out it's like what kind of advice are you giving well i i mean this is a little bit jumping ahead but like that is what triggered her control of her powers was when she tried to kill herself yeah and i don't think she's saying hey go kill yourself oh, i really? think she's i could have sworn she pushed him into fucking traffic yes but she for whatever reason, good or ill, like she believed it would work, and then it did. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, so, well, Yo, if you ever did that to me and I died, I would haunt you forever. I, and I, I w- would love to be haunted by you. Oh, I man. would taunt your haunting. Oh, you, you wouldn't haunt me. I'd be taunting you. <laughs> Dude, you would, I would get no you. Way. I would get you ghost busted no so way. fast. I would There's get no you way. ghost busted so fast. I would have nothing but time. You would be living your life, and I'd just be fucking with it. The I, whole time. I would spend my life fucking with you. <laughs> You could. I would Everybody sc- would leave you. You would try to scare me, and I would scare you. No. <laughs> I scare the ghost. That's not possible. Yeah, 100%. You Don't, can't honestly, scare a ghost. You d- can't. Just, uh, do, take, haunt someone who doesn't, isn't out to get you, like I am. Okay. Because I would, you'd be, you would be in a, a Ghostbuster trap faster than you can say boo. <laughs> faster than you can say boo. Uh, we, uh, next up, we get a surprising scene with uh, the cop, O'Reilly. She's having sex in a car with another cop. Yeah. I don't think this lady detective is as good of a detective as I think she was originally portrayed as. Well, this episode, <laughs> it's like, hey, I suck at my job. I don't think she sucks. I think she's. Really? She was, I could have sworn she was doing coke so, in the police precinct. Again, that's a little bit later. So her storyline this episode, she hears from Ty that this uh, other cop, the crooked cop, Connors, is into drugs, has been running the drug trade. Right. And so what she does is creates a situation where he sees her doing drugs starts to do drugs with her and starts to trust her and i think that's her goal she's not just in there doing coke that seems like she was just in there doing coke she's not just having sex with this cop because she doesn't give a fuck about her job i think she's trying to figure out how this precinct works she's new she learns about how the vice is totally off the books how do you know she's new to the precinct they said it in the episode she was out uh in san francisco i think she said she's new there she's trying to figure it out she knows that she's doing coke and fucking her way through the precinct is that what you're saying i mean i don't know if that's exactly what she's doing but i think she is and i you know i sure maybe she has other her own reasons for having sex with that cop maybe she likes him i don't re- you don't really know in the episode that's true but it does seem like she is very interested in the corruption going on in her in the new orleans pd and i think 
she's like, oh, it's so weird. All the drug arrests went way down when um, when this Connors dude started uh, doing it. They right. he started the drugs are still flowing, but uh, rival dealers are getting eliminated. I thought that was a cool way of of showing the corruption in a way that isn't just like this guy's bad. Huh. Uh, no. Well, it's it's a point. Um, I love this moment where um, Ty sees that his locker's decorated, and he's like, "Ooh, thanks for doing that." Turns around, Tandy. Yeah, uh, and she, they met by his locker. Aw, it's cute. It's a classic it's a high classic, school romance yeah, between high school uh, romance meet by meet by the locker between superpower teenagers um, who have no but other it options. It wasn't her. We find out later, Emoji Girl did it. Emoji Girl because she likes uh, Ty, and they are they're getting uh, getting pretty close. Uh, Tandy yeah. manifests a dagger. Is this whole episode, in school? In school, what she just pops the dagger. You don't be popping daggers in you school. You don't pop daggers in school. You pop your daggers on your own time. Yeah, you don't pop daggers in school, especially uh, in front of everybody in the fucking house. She, she drives me insane. She's cocky. She's feeling it. She's that's why Blondie she, drives me insane. She's Tandy, so reckless. She is. I mean, it's not that reckless. I think. Oh, she, you don't think it's reckless to pop daggers in school? Did, was, did anyone see her? Oh, nobody. I, nobody saw a glowing dagger. That's ridiculous. To your point, I feel like she is rubbing it in uh, to tie that he she understands well, her powers and he does not. And she's like, catch up, dude. Yeah, We're in this together. That's bullshit. Um, it's you don't not, tell you somebody to kill themselves so they can get control of the okay, powers. Okay, we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, Ty's very forgiving of his basketball teammates, even though they were, like, super dicks to the Yeah, to him. that made me mad. Why are you playing in that basketball game after you got beat the fuck up? Well, he's a Pull basketball player. He wants to play. Like, basketball is tied up with the relationship with his brother who died. Like You walk away after your team beats the shit out of you. Well, I mean... I, I agree away. with you, but he didn't, and he. Uh, this episode is building toward uh, the big state semifinals, and uh, I think he has a big interest in in winning this game. And no, he's also he good. I think it was pretty clear that he does. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. But he's also good at basketball. Like he's got a killer shot. Um, oh, you watch your mouth. That was horrible. The way just just wait. We'll he get to that. Was garbage. He. They had to keep cutting away. He looked like he'd never held the basketball in his life. Well, that's because some other stuff was happening. We'll get there in a little bit. Um, it's ridiculous. Ty and Emoji Girl, it seems like they're sort of like trying to figure each other out a little bit. She seems to sort of want to wear his varsity jacket, yeah. uh, which I get that. How many varsity jackets did you give away in your time, Pete? None. Thanks uh, for bringing that up. That's what, really oh, cool. Is that an open wound? What, uh, what sports did you play? Dude, we've gone through this. I don't want to do this. <laughs> no, you don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Okay, great. I was on the golf team, and they yeah, well, they did not give us uh, jackets. Yeah. And we wouldn't have girlfriends to give them to. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tandy um, spies, and then she steals some clothes from a locker, uh, which comes yeah. in handy later on. Yeah, good thing she stole that little schoolgirl off it. Um, it just fits her perfectly. Yeah, well. You know, you got to shop appropriately. That's why she opened three lockers. Uh, yeah, I like how we had the talk with mom, and mom was like, your jump shot is money in the bank. Yeah. Oh, shoot me with this dialogue. Supportive. Oh, it's not. I mean, yeah, it's a little a little hokey, but it's, yeah. this show, I think, is, on the whole, written very well. Um, we learned that nope. Ty's mom reps Roxon. Yeah. Uh, so that's going to be uh, fucked up later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, am I right? The only line that I thought was real was like, Mom, don't hug me. This is embarrassing. I was like, all right, cool. Um, 
So uh, then we have this moment where um, Ty uh, is holding a picture of his brother, right. a family picture, and he cloaks himself to that friend. Yeah, I thought he needed a cloak or some kind of wrapping or a bed sheet. Turns out, no. Uh, no, can, I don't think he, he needs hold that. pictures and travel? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I think his powers just teleport him. They, it seems like the way we've seen it so far is it sort of leaks out of his uh, sleeve, and then he all of a sudden goes to um, where... Uh, is his power f- driven by his fear or uh, like he sees that picture of his brother and that draws him to the friend. Right. So like, what is that about? Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like his mind. If he's thinking about something, he goes there. Yeah. It's like, it's very emotional, uh, emotionally based while Tandy's power seems to be working a little bit more um, uh, logically. She's not, not quite so emotionally, which I think is sort of a little bit, Easier. While, uh, while Ty is getting ready for uh, his game, Tandy gets herself to this Rocks On event. Yeah. Um, now, she joins, she joins she a, a sort of an escort service. service. Yeah, she's, she's like, yeah, I'd like to sign up to be a prostitute. I, I'm impressed that you can walk in. I mean, it's not a prostitute, really. Uh, it's sort of like, uh, I guess, arm candy might be the term to use. How the hell did she get that many followers? I would think she faked that. How do you fake? I don't know. But they didn't dwell on it. She doesn't say, she doesn't, at any time during the show, she doesn't talk about how she's technically savvy where she can fake having followers. Yeah. And like pose for any of these pictures. Yeah, we don't really learn about that. It didn't bother me too much. It looked like maybe she faked that. It bothered me because I was like, this is a. Clearly, well, you, for some reason, don't like Tandy. And so you are looking for any reason to dislike her. Faking an Instagram page? Not the worst thing. For some reason. I've been pretty clear on why I don't like her. Yeah. Because you don't like her name. No, because I don't think that she's a good person. Right. I, I mean, I agree with you, but I think she is getting to be a better person. She realized that she Great. needed a change. Uh, we get to see uh, Tandy's boyfriend in lockup. He's ready to talk uh, to O'Reilly. Don't call him that. She left him yeah. there to die. Um, he, I mean, not to die, but uh, it will be interesting. Might as well. She doesn't give a fuck. Uh, wow. This is like, are you talking about an ex of yours? Uh, It feels like that you've been wronged by this specific person. Um, So uh, then we move into sort of the main crux of the episode where the stakes are high for both Ty and Tandy in very different uh, ways. Ty is playing in this semifinal. Can we talk about the basketball game, uh, We'll get there in one second. Semifinal basketball game while Tandy is at this Rocks on event, um, feeling her way through, trying to find out who, using the information she learned from all the paperwork she got from the lawyer's office to try to figure out who the big boss is. And and it's going well for her. Let's talk Tandy first. Um, She... uh, she gets use her powers and gets her way to to find out who the boss is. We see him, and then we see like a vision of what he's doing, and right. he's uh, she's just going around the party touching dudes. Yeah, um, and she uh, she finds that he has uh, his his hopes are pulling money out of dead bodies and putting that in uh, this floating cooler, and she sees this helmet. What kind of fucking hope is that? She sees this helmet with the name Ivan Hess written on it. Right. Um, yeah, it's a weird hope. I think he's definitely Which a villain. Which is weird because it's like that's specifically to her storyline, but we're supposed to see this guy's hopes. And for some reason, his hope is that there's a floating helmet that is a key part of her storyline. I think I didn't think that made sense. No. I, also, do you think he hopes that all those people die and then float to the top? And uh, when they die, 
they have just wads of money on them? No, it's not a literal. It's sort of it's meant to express uh, like oh, a, it's a, a thematic. Yes, and it, he's hoping to make money off the All these dead deaths, okay. off what happened to that I think gave Ty and Tanny their powers. That's what I think was the implication there. Another thing we learn is that uh, their powers are in balance in an interesting way. Yep. Um, Tandy's using her powers too much, and that draws him there. Right. Um, he's t- kind of in the middle of a big game. Because her power, she's using her powers so much, his powers are acting out of control. Yeah, like he goes for a pass he, and it phases, he, right it phases through him. Can, um, the basketball can we, cloaks to... Uh, can we talk about the basketball game? Yes. Please? Okay, well, that's what we're talking about. The basketball cloaks to the party okay, where Tandy so is at. Basketball game. Yeah. They show the scoreboard which in basketball, it's quarters. They have a thing over that says periods. Uh-huh. Fine. Okay, fine. High school gym, it, it's a cheap scoreboard. Fine. That's not, 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 not a big abnormal. issue. Not a big issue. Still kind of wrong, but okay, fine. Um, for the second quarter, it says the score is 16 to 17. In the second quarter, that doesn't make any sense. That's the first quarter. It's that glow of a game. I, maybe the second then quarter. Because it goes to the fourth quarter, and it's, you know, 60-60. That makes more sense. You can't, you can't. Like, is anybody watching this footage and seeing how ridiculous this is? Pete, I think you're missing um, some larger points and maybe focusing on it some small... It just takes small... one person to be like, hey, basketball doesn't work like that, guys. You it, look like assholes if, out there. If it, was the beginning also, of the, if it was the beginning of the second quarter, that's not a ridiculous score. If the final score is 65, top of the second quarter, it makes sense. 16-17. No, no. That does not make sense. Your math is not correct. No. Yeah, if, the, if it's the beginning of the second quarter, that means we only... It was only... the end of the second quarter. Well, I don't know if it was halftime if it was 16-17. That's what they were saying. Well, I don't know. And then uh, all of a sudden it's 66, 67. But my point is, then you're going to have a guy play basketball. Cool. Hey, this is a big part of his backstory. Have somebody who's played basketball before. Or at least have him practice. Because he was shooting shots that, were, that looked ridiculous. So you're being hypercritical of the, his basketball acting and the scoreboard work. Right. Because it pulls you out of the story... It's like, hey, what's your dream? Oh, my dream is to play basketball. And then you, they cut to somebody who looks like they've played kickball their whole life. Like, the, you don't – it was just so, – as soon as he put the ball up, they had to cut away because there's nowhere that ball went anywhere near where the basket was. Uh, so, so I'm just saying, like, if you're going to have these things, you got to at least make it look like an actual basketball game. Well, for a lot of the game, he was being affected by the Tandy using her powers, and right. he was off. Um, so she's like, you need to, uh, he cloaks to Tandy at the rocks on halftime during halftime. And then during halftime, she's monologuing about all the stuff that she's doing. There is no time for this. It's halftime. Yeah, but he can't use his powers to get back until she pushes him over the balcony. He falls in the fountain. Yeah, but it's like, hey, listen, lady. I know that you're in the middle of something, but I have a huge game going on. I mean, he says that to her. No. She goes off, and he lets her go off for this long fucking monologue, and then he's finally like, hey, I'm in the middle of a basketball game. Oh, you think? No, I'm just wearing this jersey and shit. And then she murders him so that he can go back to the basketball game. She, he falls in the fountain. She uh, pushes him off the ledge yes, of and a he balcony, falls, yes. and he could fall to his death. But I, I mean, that's very shallow. I, water. That's, that's very frustrating to you. I see that. But I think the idea here is that she's she, hoping 
that the powers that she used up, there's enough to get him back to the well, game. Well, we don't know how that's how their powers work, and I think she trusted that he needed to be put into danger for his powers to manifest, and I know you're frustrated, but she was right. It did work. He goes back Luckily. to the gym, which is where he wants to be. Right. He's all wet. He goes out for the second half, and he starts to gain control of his powers. He's touching, he's dribbling down the field, or down the court, and he uh, <laughs> he's... Touching all the the ref, all the players, he's seeing their their fears yep. and all of their the horrible thoughts they have in their head, and I think that started to weigh on him. He throws, shoots the ball, and uh, misses. Yeah. He and I think he lets them win because he sort of made almost absorb their fears. No, or made, he did not. That shot was so ugly looking. There was no way that was going. I in. think the, I would have lost my mind if that went in. Yeah, but I don't think the idea was that like, oh, he missed because he's bad at basketball. The idea was that he was missed because he was affected by absorbing all of their fears. Right. And I think that's interesting. That means he is like choosing to let them win. Yes, and he's vulnerable to their fears, and uh, and maybe it affects his actions. Also, I want to go back to the party for a little bit. Did you see the thing where she was walking around touching dudes? Then she just grabbed some dude's ear. Yeah, she was getting a little cop ridiculous. Make it at least look like it's an accident that you're brushing into somebody. Don't grab some dude's ear. Uh, Yes. Um, So she gathers all the information and uh, goes to the the big boss's house, uh, where she gets him in her um, her high school outfit from Thai school. So the guy wants to help her because she thinks uh, he thinks she's a prep school girl. Mm -hmm. Um, He comes out to change her tire. um, And we get that vision of uh, him stealing money from the dead bodies. Uh, Interesting. Um, Definitely. This guy's our big bad. And we uh, learned this name. Ivan Hess seems important. Um, We see O'Reilly doing drugs, connecting with Connor, um, and we're going to see that. Connor's the crooked cop. We're going to see that play out, I think, over the next uh, couple episodes. Uh, Emoji Girl shows up, and she and Ty uh, get it on. They are like, the emojis are just, I know what we're seeing. It's just a lot of uh, big, big hearts. Uh, a lot of uh, You're just scrambling to find an emoji dance, double dancing Why don't you girls. Say eggplant, egg, you know what I mean? Like, no, Pete's all about the eggplant. Um, and then the next morning, she's leaving, and she says this thing that I thought was interesting. She says she knows about him. She yeah, knows about she's knows her mom told her who he is, and that's why she's interested in him. She's playing him the whole time, dude. Well, I gotta say, Pete, I have not believed that theory, and then I saw that, I I heard her say that, and I was like, ooh, that's suspect. Um, Not to say that it's definitely, uh, not to say that it's definitely, she's a bad guy, but I did find it weird that she is claiming to know about his powers. Yep. I hate to think that Pete may be right, but Pete may be right. Um, uh, just a couple last moments here. Um, Ty uh, cloaks to see his friend, uh, his brother's friend, and the business that he owns. And yeah. he sees Connors talking to him. Um, that kid is involved in the drug trade, and he knows that he is working with a dude that shot Ty's and that brother. That explains why he has that really nice watch. Uh, yes. And we saw that shot when Ty first met with him. It was like, yeah. oh, business is going well. And he's like, yeah. Turns out it's going well because he is um, somehow drugs. involved in the drug trade there. Uh, and, I think Ty is super betrayed by that. Uh, and then you had to be super happy because then, yeah, Ty is very super betrayed by yeah. that because he thought his friend was a good person. Turns out not so much. And then you got to be so happy because then 
we get another commercial at the end. Another <laughs> fucking commercial. I at mean, the end it's of less episode. of a commercial, more of a corporate uh, video, I guess, where we meet this person who is working for Roxanne, who goes by the name Mina Hess, yep. assuming it's the uh, daughter of Ivan Hess, right. and she is going to become a major player in Cloak and Dagger going forward. I just hope we get more commercials because, man, they're doing such a great job with them. Uh, yeah, Pete, clearly a cord cutter, just can't handle a commercial in this day and age. Yeah. Um, it was a device to tell the story, and I think they did a good job. Well, I'm glad that you thought that. Uh, Pete, did you like this episode better than our uh, previous episodes? Uh, that's a big no there, buddy. It's a big uh, 10-4. Uh, I sometimes go back on the show where I'm like, oh, man, I think the show's growing on me. But then you have an episode like this that just makes me want to throw my computer out a window. Uh, great to hear. Um, it's uh, just a lot of shitty choices in one episode, man. I think you're, you focus on the details to the detriment of your enjoyment of the show. And I don't understand it. I will say, um, for me, I like the show a lot. I think it's really smart. I think the characters are really don't say unique. It's really smart. I do think it's really smart. It's not the characters are really smart unique. about it. Um, a lot of the choices, the characters make oh, are man, really interesting. Dumb choices right now. They're stumbling through life. Yeah, that's the interesting part. They don't have their lives figured out. I don't need to see people be amazing all the time. I don't need that either, but it... Uh, all right, whatever. You have your opinions. I'm sorry, sir. Oh, uh, wow. The most mature thing you've said in your entire life. Uh, let's uh, do end the podcast as we all do. Uh, Pete, um, Cloak or Dagger? Cloak. Whose episode what? Uh, why do you say that? Because Cloak is a better person. Wow. Uh, I'm going to pick Dagger. This is definitely a Dagger episode. She seems in control of the, the her powers. She is moving forward. Uh, Ty is getting there, but he is still struggling. Um, but I really love the way they just... You like the way she's just like uh, lying to everybody and you can't trust her. And then she's like, hey, I'm going to be a prostitute for a little while. And uh, that's like, not... None of that has happened in this episode. Okay, I'm pretty sure uh, it happened. The way that they keep these two characters in balance and uh, emotionally uh, pushing each other and sort of moving in different directions, I think, is really well done. Cool. Uh, that's the episode of Cloak and Jabber. Um, please, uh, you can uh, check us out on this podcast, obviously, on our, our Preacher podcast, Preacher Men, our main podcast, Comic Book Club, which is a recording of our live show, which we uh, tape every Tuesday at 8 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York City. Um, if you like uh, this show, please support us on Patreon uh, at patreon.com slash comic book club. We have a ton of uh, Patreon exclusives that we're getting ready to roll out. So please check that out as soon as you can. Uh, Pete, tell the people what they want to hear. Uh, friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. Follow us on Twitter at comic book live. And in the meantime, I'm going to buy Pete a stiff drink because he needs to chill. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. 